Uh, praise the Lord. It's wonderful to be in his house today. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of John, chapter 13. It's always an honor to gather into the house of the Lord with the people of the Lord. Amen. John 13, beginning at verse 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. What beautiful words. And supper being ended, the devil, having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel, and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. What would the Spirit of the Lord say to us today concerning the text? You know, it's quite the portion of Scripture. It's quite the scene. An incredible moment in time, and it's almost unthinkable, unimaginable, that the Son of God, Jesus the Christ, would wash the feet of mortal men. Supper being ended, he rises up. He's about to take action. He lays aside his garments, takes a towel, girds himself. He proceeds, pouring water into a basin and begins to wash the disciples' feet. Wiping them with a the towel. What was the reaction the response of the disciples whose feet he washed before he came to Peter. He comes to Peter and Peter says to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus says to him, what I am doing you do not understand. But you will know after this. And Peter replies, Peter said to Jesus, you shall never wash my feet. What if that is where it ended with Peter? A disciple whose feet were never washed, never cleansed by Jesus. You see, Jesus followed Peter's rejection of what was about to take place, what was necessary, with strong words. 
The New King James Version, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, what I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. J.B. Phillips, New Testament, unless you let me wash you, Peter, replied Jesus, you cannot share my lot. The Amplified Bible, unless I wash you, you have no part with, no part in me. You have no share and companionship with me. These are quite the words. The Voice Bible, if I don't wash you, you will have nothing to do with me. In the NLT, no, Peter protested, you will never wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. How might this apply all these years later? Jesus no longer here with us as God in flesh. If his disciples have no part with him if they don't let him wash their feet. If the feet aren't cleansed by the Son of God, we won't belong to him. These words should affect us, even trouble us. Verses 8 to 11, Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore he said, You are not all clean. Here's what I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying to us today. If we don't let Him wash our feet, cleanse the walk, we have no part with Him. A cleansed walk. Does not the Bible say, Ephesians 4.1, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, the prisoner in the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called? Now, concerning Peter, he was taken aback. He couldn't believe that Jesus would wash his feet. He was astonished, stunned, perplexed, shocked. He protested the action. You know, but things changed real quick when Jesus said, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. The record, Peter said to him, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Change the angle. 
I wonder today how many protest the cleansing of their feet. How many today push back when Jesus comes to them to cleanse the walk? Save me, Lord, let me hang out with you, be seen with you, be known as one who associates with you, as one who belongs to you, shares your lot. Jesus said, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. It's not the cry of our hearts that Jesus cleansed the walk. I don't know about you, but I don't want to walk like I did before. I don't want to walk in my own manner. I don't want to be a counterfeit, one that claims companionship with Jesus, even hangs around the places he hangs around, and yet the walk is diseased, dirty, and unclean. I don't want to leave the wrong imprint in the earth. I don't want to be one that has no part with him, even though I might think otherwise or have delivered to self a convincing spirit. Jesus was pretty pointed. <laughs> Can you hear him today if I do not wash you, you have no part with me? See, Jesus wants the walk cleansed. We need him to cleanse the walk. I ask, have we allowed him to wash our feet? To cleanse the walk? Without instructing him concerning where to wash and where not to wash? How to wash and with what to wash? If you can hear the Spirit of the Lord today. Now, I know someone in my life who can't handle having their feet touched. But when it comes to the faith and our relationship with Jesus and our role as a disciple, we have to allow Him to take hold of our feet, the feet that do the walking, and let Him have His way concerning the cleansing. The truth is, even disciples need their feet cleansed. Real disciples, those that do have part with Him. The words of Wilkerson, the disciples were 12 men beloved of God. Precious in his eyes, full of love for his son, pure of heart, in full communion with Jesus. Yet they had dirt on their feet. Jesus, in essence, was saying to these men, your hearts and hands are clean, but your feet are not. They have become dirty in your daily walk with me. You do not need your whole body to be washed, only your feet. The dirt Jesus mentions here has nothing to do with natural dirt. It is about sin, our faults and failures, our giving in to temptations, 
No matter how dusty and dirty the roads were in ancient Jerusalem, no age has ever been as filthy as ours. I wonder how many of you right now have some dirt clinging to you. Perhaps this past week you fell into temptation or failed God in some way. It is not that you've turned your back on the Lord. On the contrary, you love the Savior more passionately than ever. But you fell, and now you are grieving because your feet are dirty. Those words, they have become dirty in your daily walk with me. And I need Jesus to wash my feet. I need Jesus to tell me when they need cleansing. To let me know when the walk needs cleansing. When the walk has been affected, when the dust and dirt of the roads are clinging to me. I need to listen. I need to surrender. I need to let him cleanse the walk. No spirit of protest. A spirit of agreement. The New Century Version, Jesus answered, If I don't wash your feet, you are not one of my people. Imagine being Peter and hearing those words. What do you mean, Lord, I've forsaken all? I'm following you. I've walked with you. done ministry with you. Claim to believe in you, been close with you, hung around with you. Jesus said, these words, if I don't wash your feet, you are not one of my people. We can't let the dust and dirt pile up. The longer it is left and the longer it sets in, it stains. It carries with it a stench. It can, in cases, cause disease, malady a visible problem in the stride. Cleansed walk. In those days, the feet were visible. The type of sandal worn by the disciples. In times when the feet would be completely exposed. Now concerning our day, one might take up a pair of shoes or boots so to hide the dust and dirt upon the feet. But nothing is hidden from the Lord. We must know that our feet need cleansing. We need Jesus to cleanse the walk. Are we here today? Disciples? Beloved of God, precious in His sight, full of love for His Son, pure of heart, in full communion with Jesus, and yet there is dirt on our feet. They become dirty in our daily walk with Him. In our daily walk with Him in this filthy age, He would come today, rising from supper, laying aside his garments, taking a towel, girding himself, pouring water into a basin, 
that he might wash the feet of his disciples and wipe them with the towel with which he is girded. It's quite the scene. An incredible portion of Scripture. We might pass through it and pass over it rather quickly. There are serious words delivered by Jesus to the disciples. You know, it's hard to imagine. Can you believe? Is it possible Jesus washed the feet of Judas? Verses 10 and 11, Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore, he said, you are not all clean. Judas needed more than a foot washing. More than a cleansed walk. The dust and dirt weren't just on the feet of Judas. Dust and dirt elsewhere. Dust and dirt much deeper concerning Judas a betrayer, one that would betray the Son of God, Jesus the Christ. And Jesus knew it, and still, he washed his feet. Is there a Judas in the house? You need to take up the cry of Peter. Verse 9, Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Philip's New Testament then returned Simon Peter, please, not just my feet, but my hands and my face as well. The voice, wash me, but don't stop with my feet. Cleanse my hands and my head as well. Cleanse my hands and my head as well. Cleanse my heart. The things placed by the enemy of souls, purge me, O Lord. Rid me of the spirit of betrayal. Judas, a disciple that betrayed Jesus into the hands of sinful men. With a kiss. This not the kiss directed of the psalmist. Would you wash the feet of one you knew was about to betray you? Or would you throw in the towel? John 13, verses 12 to 17, So when he had washed their feet, taken up his garments, and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? 
You call me teacher and Lord and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Further words. Scripture tells us, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself lest you also be tempted, Galatians 6.1. The Greek word for trespass here means a fall, a sin. We are to restore every Christian who falls into sin if there is a repentant heart. Foot washing, in its deepest meaning, has to do with our attitude about the dirt we see on our brother or sister. So I ask you, what do you do when you are face to face with someone who has fallen into a sin or transgression? We are to take up the towel of God's mercy and go to that hurting one. In the special love of Jesus, we are not to judge him, expose him, lecture, or find fault. Instead, we are to commit to being his friend. We are to help him come to salvation by sharing the correcting, healing, washing, comforting word of God. A repentant heart is key. The Lord knows the heart. And there is a form of of repentance that is simply not repentance. And soon enough it shows. The text, If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. You know, church, it takes a lot of heart, a lot of compassion, a lot of kindness. It takes effort. It takes time. It requires a servant spirit. It requires a spirit like Jesus to rise, to lay aside our garments, to take a towel and gird ourselves, to pour water into a basin and begin washing disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which we are girded. Jesus was teaching his disciples a lesson. Class was in session. I share this. I believe the Lord's question is for us today as well. Do we understand the depths of what he did in washing the disciples' feet? Indeed, something very powerful and profound was taking place. 
Christ was teaching his church one of its most important lessons. Jesus was not instituting an ordinance to be carried on throughout the church ages, such as communion or water baptism. If so, he would have instituted it at the beginning of the disciples' training. And he would have submitted to a foot washing himself as he had done with water baptism. I believe Jesus was giving us an example of the kind of physical manifestation he desires most, that of taking up the towel. I believe that if we understood, if we understand what Jesus did in washing his disciples' feet, we will understand the concepts of service and submission. You see, serving one another in love and submitting to one another in godly fear mean much more than taking orders or being accountable to a higher authority. Rather, these glorious truths are unlocked only in the context of taking up the towel. The concepts of service and submission so necessary and how powerful Jesus is no doubt concerned with these I want to ask today have we taken up the towel moving in like manner It's hard to believe that Jesus washed the feet of one he knew was about to deny him. Have we taken up the towel? Or perhaps we are here today having taken up the towel, but the manner of some has us ready to throw in the towel. And I'm so glad Jesus never threw in the towel. He loved him to the end. Even with a Peter in the room one that would deny him three times, even with a Judas in the room, one that would betray him with a kiss for 30 pieces of silver. I mean, I can't imagine the unholy negotiations before the betrayal. And yet Jesus washed their feet. What a Savior. What a servant king. What an example. What a standard. Remember Peter after denying Jesus? Matthew 26, verse 75, And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, who had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So he went out and wept bitterly. Luke 22, verses 61 and 62, And the Lord turned and looked at Peter, 
Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So Peter went out and wept bitterly. You know, I have no doubt that Peter was crying out for a cleansing. Weeping. Weeping bitterly. This dust and dirt clinging to him. You know, the reality is that could have been it for Peter. The end. But Jesus had prayed for him. And Peter, at the remembrance of Jesus' words, chose weeping. A cleansing took place at the place of weeping. And the dust and dirt came off of Peter. I wonder if in that moment, he was praying those words, seeing the dust and dirt that was clinging to his hands, feeling the dust and dirt on his face and head, the dust and dirt that had messed with his vision. Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Please, not just my feet, but my hands and my face as well. Wash me, but don't stop with my feet. Have the worship team return today. It's quite the scene. The Lord is definitely concerned with the walk. Let the walk be cleansed. So much so that he took the time to make sure this historical account and the truths found right there or in the book. What is our condition today? A disciple in need of a foot washing? A cleansed walk? A betrayer in need of a deeper cleansing? A sinner in need of a washing by the blood? A denier in the house in need of a cleansing? A disciple ready to throw in the towel? Because of the manner of some? Lord, here we are. Cleanse us and wash us, Lord. Let the spirit of protest die. The spirit of agreement rise. It's quite the words. If I don't wash you, 
You have no part in me, no part with me. If I don't wash you, you don't belong to me. You can't share my lot if I don't wash you. You don't belong to me. You're not one of my people. I mean, perhaps if we heard those words, we were in that room, we would have interjected, put our hand up, wait for the rabbi, the teacher to take notice and say, I don't think you got this right. But what Jesus says, he means. And perhaps we don't fully understand it, but we cannot negate the fact that he spoke the words. And the words are clear. And right here in this scene, he's not dealing. The group of sinners, he's dealing with disciples. I'm still taken aback that he would wash the feet of a denier and a betrayer. I wonder how many of us We'd wash the feet of everyone else. Not Jesus. Jesus knew exactly what was about to take place. He knew exactly how this was going to go down. He knew what was plaguing those two, and yet he washed their feet, just like he washed the feet of the other disciples. Quite the standard. That's you today. Don't throw in the towel. Just because of the manner of some, don't throw in the towel. Walk on. Keep on. Continue to minister like Jesus would minister. Hold to that standard. Let's stand in the house today. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the Bible is clear. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There are only two options, heaven or hell. Jesus is the way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. If you do not know Jesus or you've never fully, truly surrendered your life to Him, this is a moment in time where you can embrace the love of your Savior, receive His grace and His mercy. Heaven and hell are real. And when we pass from this life, it's one of the two. You say, I'd rather gamble. It's a fool's errand. Surrender your life. Surrender your life to Jesus. That's you today as we lift this up. Please feel free to come to the front. We'd love to hand you a Bible as well. Bibles will be available on the way out. The ushers would love to hand one to you. You can take that, make it your own. Begin to read the Gospel of John, the incredible, incredible, incredible history of the good news of Jesus Christ, the message of the Gospel of salvation. If you're here today you need prayer for any other need, please come. Pertaining to the Word, whatever it might be, Lord, we're asking you today, we're asking you today to have your way in our lives, to have your way in our world. Cleanse us, O Lord, and wash us. 
Amen.